Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, John. Good morning, Sean. <laughs> Welcome to a special emergency <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> where uh, uh, we're talking to John today, who is a different John from the co-host John. So co-host is now going by his full name, Jonathan, uh, just yes. for today. Yes. Just for today. Uh, so we have John with us today, who is uh, one week, one week into teaching and uh, picking up a, an eighth grade class that's rolled through a few teachers this year already. It's his first teaching job. And I thought we need to get this guy on the podcast because the drama right now is, man, it's high. And maybe this will get us the clicks, right? <laughs> That's what it's about. Well, well, that's good. I'm, I'm happy that, that my, uh, my, shall we say, unique experience is, is going to be a real click driver for you guys. I really, <laughs> really appreciate that. You know what will help, yeah. though, uh, John, is if you, if you do something uh, in class to get on the news, right? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. We're here in Florida. I can do something as small as like acknowledge that gay people exist, and that might right. do it. Yeah. That might just do it. Or slavery. That, that, or that might be. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, acknowledge yeah. that that slaves once existed and that that right. was bad. Yeah. Because then people will start looking into your background, and they can find our our podcast episode. That's exactly right. I think yes. that I think that that's a a foolproof solution. <laughs> Well, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us, John. Not just to uh, sacrifice your you know future of teaching for our uh, clicks, but uh, 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 to share your story because it is like wait when we were talking about this. And I should give some background. Uh, John, uh, another you know former student of mine, and uh, the uh, the decision going to teaching, I believe, was about uh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And his journey has been one where I've been sort of like he's touched base with me a few times and I've been really encouraging as, you know, as a former teacher and someone who I felt like uh, I felt like John was a really, uh, really strong personality to be to be a great teacher. Uh, But but I think we need to. examine what's going on in this uh, current situation that he finds himself in. So, so John, do you mind? Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to say, so Sean, you're kind of responsible for this, this situation. I'm willing to yeah. say that this is Sean's fault. <laughs> this is Sean's that, fault. This is 100% <laughs> Sean's fault. All of this is, uh, you should be held responsible for. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to start. That's good. Yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. actually, yeah. Um, I was going to ask John if if you could talk about what were you doing before you uh, went into teaching. Sure. Um, well, so the um, well, what the moment I decided to go into teaching, uh, I was working as a producer at a local news station uh, mm-hmm. here where I live in Florida, um, and. Florida, as is being nationally covered, is going through, the, the whole nation is, but Florida in particular is going through like yeah. this incredible shortage of teachers. And I was sitting in as a producer, which is sort of like a manager of reporters, uh, just covering stories about how this teacher shortage was so, so dire, how 
parents were being asked to volunteer to sit into classrooms. And, and the one that pushed me over the edge was a, was a story about how the, uh, the National Guard was being called in to, to teach students. Well, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds the, about right. I should say the Florida National Guard <laughs> Florida was being National called Guard. in yes. to teach students. Um, yeah, this is all, all state-specific. Um, and, and that really did... Uh, hearing that story, and, and I'm pretty sure that never actually came to fruition, uh, but just hearing that that was even a possibility, and yeah. me having been really, really unhappy at my uh, job, uh, and recognizing that the only part of the job that I actually liked was when I was training new reporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we would take in reporters fresh out of college who didn't have any real experience in the news industry. And before I was there, they were just sort of dropped in and expected to do the news. And yeah. that went about as well as you might imagine it did. Right. So even my far from expert advice in just having a second voice uh, seems to improve them a lot. And that was something that I really enjoyed was training them. So with all that in mind, I left SNN at... Uh, April to early May of last year uh, with the intention and immediately went into um, began the process of becoming a teacher here in Florida. Yeah, right. What was your um, educational background? Was it like journalism or, you know, like media production um, or something? Or It was uh, media production as well as pre-law. Um, I, I sort of did uh, both of those things. Um, okay. With the uh, briefly, I, I had considered going into law itself, but by the end, uh, I I had just been taking the classes out of interest with the idea of having a little bit more expertise going into media. Right. Okay. Um, so then you went through some teacher training and started looking for a job. I guess once you got to the point where you you were licensed or certified to do that, and you got a job. Right? I did. Yes. yes. So I guess, we've, can we go into that now? Like, just talk about, you know, what the situation was and what your experience has been like this, I guess, this first yeah. week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the, the process was long and involved a lot of waiting. But um, I, I finally got into my job as an eighth grade ELA teacher. And I started on Monday. But the first day that kids were in class was Tuesday. And the um, the school that I'm at is a, uh, as I mentioned to you guys, is a, a Title I school and, and one that is, um, that is located at the sort of uh, epicenter of uh, financial and uh, just personal challenges in this, in the city that I live in. So and Title I means that the, the students are uh, coming from families that are you know, in living in poverty, there's some way of measuring. Uh, is that how they decide, like the sort of um, financial, or sorry, the economic status of the of the the students? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, it's a um, it, it's a measurement of uh, like a like a portion of the the student body of a particular school, uh, as well as the location that the school is in, uh, to determine uh, if the school. It qualifies for Title One 
that gets them uh, a little bit of extra grants and aids as well as uh, okay. like priority donations from the district. Right. Okay. So it's a it's a basically um, to call to refer to the school as a Title One school um, helps us to understand that like the um, low economic basically status of of the the the, the demographic of the students. Yeah. 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 That, that that's definitely. Are, the are schools are schools in Florida like funded typically through property tax? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, I, I should probably just because yeah in, in Texas a lot of you know a lot of the funding comes from property taxes and so you, you you know so that's that's why you see such a big swing between uh schools in like wealthier neighborhoods and schools in uh, uh more impoverished neighborhoods is because you know that um sort of direct connection there mm-hmm. um but yeah so so the title one means you get the extra funds uh, from the federal government and from the state. Um, okay, so so continue what, on. Yeah, what was your first day like? Take us, you know, through. Um, so walking into my very first day, I, I really had no conception uh, of what it was that I was going to walk into. Uh, I had started on Monday, and Monday was a professional day. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, there there were a lot of school wide meetings. I um, I was the only person, of course, at that time that was not, of course, but I was the only person at that time that was actually brand new. Yeah. So I had at least this day to sort of meet with some of the other teachers teaching uh, this curriculum um, or attempting to anyway. Yeah. Did you um, get any indication from the other teachers like what you were in for? I, so from other boots on the ground teachers, yeah, I did. Um, I I don't think I, I I think I overestimated, I either overestimated my own, uh, I don't know, mental fortitude or underestimated the, um, they might be exaggerating a little bit. I did. I did. Um, when, when I when I was hearing from them because the administration was basically you know oh these kids have have had a tough year so far but they're a good natured group <laughs> who just really wants to learn and wants somebody to right. be excited about that. What did the other uh, What did the teachers say? Like what did what did they tell you? I, I mean the the other teachers were much more yes. open about the fact that like uh, I, there were. Um, you know, a good portion of students that uh, had not yet done even a single piece of work for them in two months, that there were a good portion of students uh, that would, you know, angle to be as uh, destructively disruptive as possible in order to be taken out of the classroom. And and we're in a, um, like our school consistently has um, not just like, district security guards but actual city law enforcement um mm, yeah as as protection around the school um and does the school uh, feel just real quick sorry i keep interrupting but like the school yeah. environment itself and probably you're still getting a feel for it but does it feel like one where you know like violence might break out you know like like how safe uh, and secure absolutely. and peaceful does no. it feel uh, yeah, the um, <laughs> one of the other things that I learned was that the the expected number 
not in not in so many words, but I, I pretty much put together the expected number of like violent altercations that like resulted in at least one student going to a hospital. The expected in a semester was considerably higher than none. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a campus that already has a lot of maybe tension. Yeah, a lot of tension on this campus, and yeah. the the school itself is, um, it's one of these designs where there's no like interior hallways or anything. Classrooms are in um, like buildings. Classrooms are clustered together in buildings, and mm-hmm. to walk between the buildings, you walk outside, okay. and it's just this like big open it's like they they put a a compound of buildings onto an abandoned parking lot right Hmm. um so there's just buildings all over the place and um you know in between it all just paved concrete and the students are uh you know walking from concrete building to concrete building uh and it's a um it, it does feel very much like a uh, like an industrial compound really yeah and so it, there's not even like an aesthetically pleasing aspect to the campus or anything I, like that. I mean some of the teachers do try with yeah. like the exterior of their classrooms they try and like decorate it yeah um, but uh, for the most part no well no. I, I guess I mean like if they're stepping outdoors there's the potential of having you know a park-like trees. atmosphere trees and yeah. grass and no you know there's like that. there's nothing like that there are a few like small like patches of grass but i i mean there's one there is one of those patches of what used to be grass right outside uh my door but uh-huh. because uh students don't really care the grass has been trampled it is now all just dirt dry dirt. yeah right Okay, so then your first day of actual class, how was that? Sure. So I walked in. Um, actually, it's it's instructive to uh, say that on Monday, I was encouraged to do something uh, very, like, I-, I considered it pretty juvenile for eighth graders, very fun and arty. It was, like, basically a sort of uh, spend the day making a gets-to-know-me collage of sorts um (laughs) that uh the the students would get a like a like a sheet that has some questions on them and questions about them like uh what is your what is your dream uh where are you from just just sort of like vapid questions like that but the idea is that um they could have this day to get creative and to get to know me while I started to get to know them. Right. Whose idea uh, was that? Just another teacher uh, suggested it? Or? That was my, I have a, a first year teacher mentor. Yes. Um, okay. Who is uh, another teacher, but uh, I tend to qualify in mindset as much more in the uh, administration's line of thinking. Mm, right. um, it, it was their idea to do this i i thought that it, I, it seemed to me very juvenile and i did push back on it a little bit with that uh with with that comment that like i mean these are eighth graders they're 13 14 some of them are even 15 is this is this really like something that we should be spending time on is this something that we can expect them to do um 
And, and it turns out that the answer to that question was was no. I shouldn't expect them <laughs> to do that. Um, right. Yeah. But sort of in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there were. Uh, I had a surprising number of. Well, first off, I had probably fifty or sixty percent of my students who just refused to even begin to engage in this project. Yeah. They they just were not interested yeah. in um, in it at all. They weren't interested in trying. They weren't interested in hearing what I had to say or anything. Absolutely yeah. not. They. Yeah had in their minds run three teachers out the door already and so it was just a matter of time until they did right. again so right. why should they bother really you know yeah. if you're if you're going to be gone you know like you know you know in a short amount of so, time then yeah uh, completely ignored me did that yeah. that was probably uh, we'll, we'll say 50 percent of the students uh we had another you're saying 50 like half half the yeah students? about half okay i'd say Maybe more, um, but at least half. Uh, another substantial group of the students um, would, um, like, at least pretended to begin to attempt to do this, um, but eventually uh, drifted off in the same direction as the rest. Even those that were, that, like, tried to engage in the project, um, I had this sort of crystallizing moment with a student who seemed like they they wanted to engage with this project yeah, yeah. um they were trying to describe themselves as a genius but raised their <laughs> hand and asked me how to spell the word genius <laughs> yeah um so i it, it became very clear to me <laughs> that i was not only dealing with students who had no intention of uh even attempting to try to learn and engage in the class. But I had students in eighth grade that were, um, that the, the had, you know, the, the reading and writing comprehension levels found in like early elementary school. And indeed, uh, when I was finally given access to like, um, it's, I don't know if you, you have this where you are, it's called iReady. Are you familiar with that? Mm, no, no. No, it's it's just like a um, online uh, like English and, and math sort of curriculum standard, just like work that the students do that mm -hmm. measures their progress and like their their grade level proficiency. And the uh, the average in my class was uh, around third grade. Okay. Um, so is there is is this like any kind of uh uh particularly you know like special group or anything like are they you know remedial or are they just, it's just a normal class like from the uh, scheduling standpoint from the scheduling standpoint this is general ela now okay. i do have a lot of not a lot but i do have a fair few students that are um ese special education mm -hmm. uh with their individual programs and stuff and i have a uh, a surprising number of uh, English language learners, um, yeah. like the students that either can't or are just beginning to learn the English language. Right. Um, so I, I do have to juggle those. And, and though those students are supposed to have uh, their own um, like aids and, and help, they just usually don't. Right. Um, so it's, it's just a, um, 
it's me and sometimes i have a uh like a general uh ese teacher uh just a, a teacher who has um, been with the school helping ese students for 20 odd years that's in the classroom he's supposed to be there well the idea was that he was there all the time but but he's mm. really in and out throughout the uh throughout the day uh, another question is, do you have, are all of your, you have five classes total, five different groups of students? Five English classes, yeah. Five English classes. And then are those five English classes, they're all doing the same thing, you know, like you just have one prep or one one plan, or do you have, you know, uh, they, different? They are supposed to be on the, they are supposed to be the same class. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll work too. That's that's a nice thing. That's one, you know, <laughs> positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, because that'll make it easier to to um, figure out what to do, basically, is yeah. if all your classes are doing the same thing. Um, okay, so now did you, <clears throat> like that first day, those students who weren't doing the assignment, what were they doing? Were they do, were they engaging in any like hostility towards you or were yeah. they just like yeah, chatting? Absolutely. Or, okay. Absolutely. Like, no, I mean, everything from just, you know, shouting across the room throwing things across the room they've got this this like goo that they that they have that uh-huh. they were throwing across the room <laughs> i i don't know what what it's what a better word for it is yeah so, um okay. you know uh yelling at each other yelling at me if i ever even attempted to try and direct them back like to how class. would they yell at you would can you give an example oh my god miss page didn't make me do this oh, why can't she be here uh, Miss okay. Page was a was a long term substitute. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes with more vulgarity than that, um, but uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, and then I, I spent you know I did that on Monday on uh, or sorry, Wait, can I just real Tuesday. quick just were there were there any was there any potential of like fights breaking out or anything like that or it was just like a lot of complaining a lot of being loud and throwing stuff like did it go um, beyond that I. Don't think that there was ever any, well, I'd say that there was a lot of like shoving each other and, and pushing each other around that happened yeah. uh, around the class. Um, it, as best as I could tell, it seems to be mostly friendly natured, yeah. but knowing what I know about this school, that could very easily right, into, right, right. into something else. Right. Um yeah. Okay, so you were saying the the second day, how was that? Sorry, um, so after that, I um, given that their only uh, their only sort of a- a- the only information I had about them as students from any like this year at all was that uh, I Ready program, and I know that the uh, the I Ready program is uh, really wanting for. Um, utility so i sort of wanted a uh like like to sort of gauge their own um like gauge where they were as um like english speakers and and writers um so the next day was um the the main thing that i did with them the next day was a um it was like a like a writing assessment which was just here's a piece of paper here's a prompt just write yeah. I'm not grading you on your writing. Uh, I, I just want to see where, you, like, where you guys are, what you guys can do, um, just to have 
some idea of where to begin. Um, And then Thursday, and it ended up being a two-day process, and Friday was the same thing with just like like a reading assignment. Okay, so how did that go? Was it any better? Very, than... very poorly. Very poorly. Okay. About like the same thing. amount of like lack of engagement. Yeah. And and yeah, the, the the was the chaos still the same? Like in terms of you know, I mean, if the chaos was ever lower, it was only because that like adults in the room breached a critical mass. Um, okay. Where the where like it, it was sort of impossible for them to not be at actively supervised by an adult you mean like uh, administrators came who who came into the, um into the room? so it would be me the uh the the co-teacher the ese teacher in there yeah. um a uh like a disciplinary supervisor um for like for students uh, as well as uh, you know at least two specific student uh aides oh wow. so i i found that in our in my classes of 25 ish um having five adults in the room meant that the the students would at least not be you know jumping out of their seats and 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 throwing and and shoving each other around wow okay well that's (laughs) great like i i would you know what like that's crazy having that many people in your classroom at once yeah no although i can see the benefit right now yeah but um, but yeah, but it's, it's also it also creates like a real problem uh, I think in terms of like building a relationship with students yeah um, like a, an an obstacle so they, there's going to be but but they're not always in there what is it how many adults are permanently in the room just you uh, m- one and a half it is me and this <laughs> this floating um, <laughs> ese aid that is like is assigned classroom is is mine. But oh, he, okay. he does engage in a lot of like meetings with parents and students about different subjects and stuff. So uh, at, at any point, I will be in the classroom. Uh, and at any point, he could be in the classroom. Okay. Is yeah. he more like a passive presence or, or like, do, you know, do you do you and, and he like communicate with one another? Like, does he no, talk we, to, the, we to the group? Do, or? We definitely do communicate. Uh, he is the only person in this class that the that has been like a like there since the beginning for yeah. for these students. Uh, but his presence in that classroom was infrequent enough that they still needed another teacher in there because right. he he couldn't be expected to to be there all or even enough of the time. Right. Um, I guess I guess what I mean is how do you like feel about like his effect? You know when he's there, is it? totally positive is it helpful is it like uh, maybe does he, it does it confuse who's well, in it, charge at all um i'm i i mean it certainly doesn't confuse who's in charge the students run that classroom <laughs> um <laughs> well who's let's let me put it this way like um like if the students have a complaint or they you know uh want to yeah even even like who are they directing their their frustration at is it, are they directing it at you or him do they ever I, do they does he receive any they, of that like complaining and all that stuff uh no they they direct their frustration at me okay uh, so just they, as they, an unknown yeah. quality quantity okay um what's their relationship but, like with him um i i mean it's hard to say many students will uh will go to him uh just for like just for regular questioning stuff yeah not right. question about 
like the English language, God forbid, uh, <laughs> but just questions about like classroom behavior. Like they like they need to go to the bathroom. Okay. They'll go and ask him. They need permission, to. Yeah. They want to go to the clinic to get out of the classroom. They'll go ask him. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but most of the students who's um, like complain like who who want to comment about the classroom will um and that's a a very few amount of students but those students who seem like they even have the ability to want to learn will will typically take their complaints to like a trusted teacher outside of the classroom to Mm -hmm. another teacher on campus right yeah huh okay well so um, and with all these other adults that you talked about, the potential being there, would they come in based on like reports of unruliness? Like, why would the other adults uh, show up? So there are some students. There are a few students that do have like permanent aides, either translators or ESE aides that are assigned to them. Okay. So those adults float in and out of the classroom. Okay. Uh, so they're with, with those the students. students. And what about the disciplinary guy? Um, he was there. I, I'm pretty sure he was there due to, um, like unruliness, um, not unruliness that was unusual as far as I can tell, but just unruliness in the presence of a new teacher. Right. right I got you. Supporting, okay. supporting your yeah disciplinary. All right. Efforts. So of, of, of those adults, how many are going to be like, like real, like district district men like company men you know like who would like toe the line um and like if you do like and you you have to perform a certain way uh or it'll be noted um probably just the 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 ese aid is like that um but he's potentially always there right yeah yeah okay all right um what what sort of uh 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 like how much I, I know I already asked you this, but like mm-hmm. um, how much freedom in the lesson planning and curriculum writing do you have? Yeah, basically, ba- basically none. Um, these. Uh, but you still have to write lesson plans. So, yeah, the what was told to me from the at, like from the administration perspective, uh, these students are expected to complete their eighth grade curriculum to be at eighth grade proficiency, which at least with at least 13% of the student body exceeding that. Um, and the, um, the, the expectation is that in the curriculum, I am teaching the materials and getting the like, dis- like the, prescribed results out of them Mm -hmm. but the way that i teach those materials is the reason that teachers are are expected to develop their own lesson plans right yeah i mean i i think i i struggle (laughs) to to, i was thinking about this like you because you were describing this yesterday uh when we first started discussing this and i was like i was just I was telling you that, you know, this seems like a system where a bunch of decisions have been made separately and nothing's been synced up. But now it starts to feel like like <laughs> it starts to feel like the system's trying to kill itself um, or something, because this is <laughs> like the, 
this is uh, very strange to mm-hmm. t- to have this kind of. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what kind of person they expect to put in the classroom to to pull this off. No, um, I I think that this is. Um, I, I, it's certainly impossible for me. Like I, I couldn't. I am not going to be able to meet all of those standards. And, and I struggle to imagine the the kind of person uh, for whom those three like different metrics, like uh, you know, student behavior, student learning, and like administrative success, could all coexist for. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why. That's what I meant by that, it's impossible. Yeah, but it seems that. Every single adult on that campus is in like full-throated denial of that fact. Yeah, Even yeah. the the boots on the ground teachers seem to like not want to acknowledge that truth. Yeah, What's yeah, that? they have to because it's too depressing. Like it's too uh, it's too much you know cognitive dissonance that would come from like acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's it's, it's really impossible. Like, that's, you know, uh, I would say forget about that. Forget about the curriculum stuff. And I mean, forget about it from the point of view of don't expect, just, you know, release yourself of that (laughs) expectation. You know, uh, probably it's better not to say that, you know, to anyone or whatever. But like... (laughs) Like on a podcast that's listened to by (laughs) dozens. (laughs) Uh, But... I'm explicitly saying definitely not going to do that. Yeah. I'm saying that out loud. Yeah. But don't even make it a goal. Don't even make it like something that you're trying to do because it will get in the way of what you actually need to do. Yeah. You sure. know, if you if you worry about that stuff. Because <clears throat> uh, yeah. really what you need to do, and, and it's it's actually a really valuable thing that you can, you can do in this situation, which is, um, you know, this is a chance for you to... Um, get to know these students and get to know this, you know, eighth graders in in this community, like, you know, at this school. And that's really, you know, the should be your priority is, is sort of, you know, think of yourself, this, you know, my advice right now, like, this is, you know, coming from someone who I would give up on that really easily, you know, the idea there may be, you know, so if I were a better teacher, I might not be advising you this way. <laughs> but my advice to you is that, you know, um, when you go into class and everything like any kind of objectives that you have for improving behavior or achieving any kind of academic things should be extremely, extremely modest, um, like doable, like, like you should be, uh, you should set them up in a way where you're, you know, you can be sure that, that you're going to achieve some success in it. And if you don't, it'll just be a matter of tweaking, you know, a few things. To make to make it successful, that's how like low your expectations <laughs> should be, um, and and that th- there are some practical like doable improvements that that you can probably make, but you have to go in there. <clears throat> on the one hand, having real very realistic expectations, and then uh, on the other hand, um, you know, um, kind of like a, an observer in a way, like you know, go in not trying to control but like trying to to gather as much you know information and understanding and, and insight as you can into what's going on right um and this is a long process so you know uh and i you know i left teaching for 
probably almost 10 years. I haven't done the math, but like, and when I went back to the classroom, I had to do this whole thing over again. Like it's something that you have to, I think you probably have to constantly do it, but it's, I think it, to me, it's one of the first fundamental skills of, of teaching. Um, and like another way of putting it is like figure out how to have a relationship, a positive relationship with these students where they will respond to you, you know, positively, um, at least to the extent that they're able to right now, you know, like you have to like see how much can they do that right now and get that, you know, to happen. I don't know if I'm speaking too abstract. Well, no, no. Well, I think John understands. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that you get what he's saying, John. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> the, the question yeah. I have is, is whether or not. He's going to be able to get away with that because I, I, I completely. Well, agree. it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. Like no, no, I no, I agree. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they want to come in and fire him for this. Like in in my mind, it doesn't matter because like that's the better thing to do is to to build the relationship. But I'm just curious to see like is that a tenable position for him to have at like that's <laughs> that's yeah maybe I'm really not interested to watch mean, this unfold if John <clears throat> if you take our advice. Uh, or, but what is, a tenable, I, what is a tenable position? No, I mean, from the district standpoint, from this district standpoint. I know, no, but from their is, standpoint, what is a tenable position? If you put yourself in well, that he place, said like, it, what do they want? He said it, to, to get them to eighth grade reading level. Um, and uh, I, I don't remember what else, but uh, a series of like, uh, you know, highly improbable <laughs> events. Right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like, like, you know, to, to be, you know, just very frank about it, whether you get fired or not is not up to you. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about that. It's totally up to them, you know, like, or whether you get yeah. a bad report or they, they think you're a bad teacher or you're not, you know, whatever, whatever the result is from the perspective of the district or the school is completely out of your hands. Unless you want to be, you know, unless you want to be like, you know, not, I'm saying too directly, no, I, like, like someone in your, in John's position, like the only way they could, they could. If yeah, like you have to think like, like, um, am I going to try to do, you know, what's actually effective or, or or what needs to be done, or try to make it seem like I'm doing what um, these you know unrealistic expectations are, and like you know, and that, yeah, it's just and like go you know, get Yeah, depressed. Jonathan, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're, I, I feel like I'm not communicating well to you. Sure. I feel like you're, uh, I, I'm agreeing with, with, with all of this. What I'm saying is, is that like, I don't think whether or not, I, I guess I disagree with whether or not he gets fired is entirely out of his hands. Um, there, you know, I think you could easily not meet the standards, John, that they're asking for. But if you're, if you're, if you're dancing like they want you to dance and uh, uh, and you're uh, and you're just doggedly, you know, you know, trying to crush this, you know, curriculum, uh, then then I think they'd be like, oh, you know, we can give you another shot at this because they'd just be delighted to have somebody to to do that. Um, I think the advice that you're going to get from us, though, is going to be a lot more. Put, it's going to put the district in a much more. Uh, uh, they're going to have to really think about what kind of teacher they want, uh, because somebody who's uh, prioritizing building the relationships with the students, which could easily take the rest of the year, 
<laughs> could easily and it could easily the entire it, and, curriculum. Yeah. And you might not uh, make that much might not make that much progress with it. Right. You know, uh but, go ahead, sorry, I just want to finish your thought. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying like that that's gonna put the district more in a spot where uh like I, I think they they could be in a they might be in a spot where they're like oh we're gonna let you go you're not you know you're not accomplishing you know you're not hitting the benchmarks or whatever and uh, which I think you know we're I'm sort of imagining certain futures nothing none of this has come to pass but I think uh, it's potentially really unfortunate for uh, you know young people to not have dynamic interesting personalities in front of them so. Uh, which you are one, of course, John. So, so you know, let me just say real quick, just to respond to that. So maybe this will be the first. You know, this is more disagreement, or not disagreement, Sean, but like, um, yeah, because I'm. I guess what I mean by it's, you know, you don't have control over whether you get fired or not. I don't, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit because, of course, you do. There's, you know, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you, you know, right, lots of things right. contribute yeah. to that. Okay, but what I mean is that. Um, like according to these stated standards, right? You don't. Uh, but according to more realistic, um, <clears throat> like rational standards, I think the chances of getting fired are, are pretty low, considering that this you know these classes, this teaching position has had such a high turnover. I, I think that just rationally, everyone would be happy with a teacher who sticks around for the rest of the year. Okay, like regardless of what else happens, and everyone will be able to. I think everyone would, like I said, rationally. It depends on how <laughs> irrational this, you know, the the those in charge are really when it comes down to it. To comes down to making a pragmatic decision, but I think any kind of you know whatever the performance measures are and all those things can probably all be overlooked in the end if if they can just get a teacher to stay for the rest of the year. Now, going into next year, that's a different story. So I'm not talking about, you know, um, beyond surviving this current situation, right? That's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I, I, so I appreciate all that. And I'm very willing to throw every expectation uh, from administration and the district. I'm willing to just throw all of that away <laughs> in favor of just trying to be able to, like, successfully dialogue with these young humans i just with my extraordinarily limited experience have no like practical conception of what that's going to look like from sure yeah i have some suggestions if you want to yes if you want to hear them okay this is when i pull out my notes (laughs) it was pointed Uh, out to me that we're recording a podcast so i'd be able to refer to this yes but uh Okay, so I, I don't think you should, you know, this is a mistake that, that I've made many times, which, um, which is, I think, what it sounds to me like you're, you know, the way you're conceiving of a, of a sort of, of success in this situation, which is, I think, at the way these students are, the way it sounds, and I was in a very similar situation, maybe not as bad um, when I uh, started teaching, my first teaching job, um, but, it, you know, I don't think the connection that you have with these students and the relationship that you that you build with them, first of all, it's not most likely not going to become like that um, one that gives you a lot of fulfillment or satisfaction. Okay, because of the way this is starting, because of the limitations that are there, you know, there's just too much. You, like, 
that kind of relationship with students that's fulfilling and all that stuff, you know, if you stay in teaching, that's going to come like down the line. Okay, maybe next year, maybe the year after, you know, something like that. What, like, what you want to do in this situation is just bring some kind of semblance of, of order to it, right? And the students will appreciate that, that it, it is a relationship building thing. And, and do it in a way that, that they feel is easy, you know, from their point of view is is it's reasonable, you know, and, and all those things. Now, that doesn't mean you would ever look for them to, like, vote, you know, articulate that. The way you decide, you know, you can tell whether they think it's reasonable is if they do it or not, you know, regardless of what they say. Um, so just like, for example, um, like, and Sean and I have talked before how, like, <laughs> we don't want our podcast to ever be teacher tips. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. what, that's the that's the yeah, mode I'm going into now is teacher, like, yeah, I, teacher tips. I, I appreciate that this is a break from standard <laughs> and and basically desperate to hear teacher tips. All right, but point. I All just right. I just want to like the responsibility shifts now from me over to John for anything Jonathan that anything that follows. Yeah, and uh, Sean, feel free to you know object. You know that's that's what we'll make this discussion <laughs> yeah, more I mean, you know, I, spicy. I, Continue to. I, I'm I'm going to listen. I want to li- hear it out. But I already I already had I already filed a, a, a private objection. But I want to hear it out. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, uh, John, like one of the very practical problems of class is um, starting it. This is the you know yeah. starting class. It's very difficult. It can be very difficult, right? And in, in the situation that you're describing, I'm, I imagine it's, it is very difficult, right? Because you have probably students coming in, they come into the classroom, they start doing whatever, right? You're waiting for the, you know, the bell to ring or, <clears throat> or whatever, right? Some kind of signal that like it's time for class to start. And then, <clears throat> you know, maybe you fight for their attention for a little bit. And then probably, you know, whatever level of success you achieve in in doing that, probably I would imagine in the first, you know, five minutes of trying to do that, you already feel defeated. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's a a way of, you know, doing that that I've discovered, you know, and Sean, you know, this was in collaboration with Sean. So I don't know how much credit Sean to give you with this, but you can speak up (laughs) about that. Which is a starting class, a starting class ritual. Uh, okay, these are some real practice. Do the students have assigned seating? Uh, they do have assigned seating, but they do not obey it. Okay, okay, good. So this is the first thing to to do is like um, create. <laughs> this is going to sound so opposite of what I normally say. Create a seating chart. Okay. okay. Um, and stand at the stand in the front of the door. Label the you know the, this. There's some work involved in this you know, but label the desks like with an alphanumeric thing like A1, A2, A3. You know you can do rows gotcha. and, and numbers, and have your seating chart. When the students come in, you say, you know, greet them. How's it going today? Okay, you're sitting in A3. You know, go have a seat. Right. Direct them to their desk, uh, and say like, okay, take out a piece of paper and something to write with. Have it ready. You know, just give them clear instructions that they don't really, you know, I'm not saying they're going to do it, but it's so simple. Like they have to, you know, like if they don't do it, then um, many more of them will do it. Let me put it that way. Then, you know, then potentially not do it. And if they don't, then that'll give you some important information that even like this very reasonable, very simple thing, they're not cooperating with you on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you just say, go, you know, have a seat. 
uh, take out something to write with, and then create like a, a ritual that you use to start class. Like what I do is that, you know, I, I tell the students when you come into class, you sit down, have your something ready, you know, to do the journal, and we start with the journal. <clears throat> and then when the bell rings, I, I start, you know, I play some music for, you know, like five minutes, very short. And I put like a really easy prompt, just like a sentence starter or something like that. And I just say, write, you know, start with the sentence starter and then just write whatever you want, you know, for five minutes. You can even write, I don't know what to say and just keep writing that over and over again, if you want. All I'm looking for is that you're writing, you're, you know, your pen or pencil is moving on the paper. Um, and now here you'll have to probably use, <clears throat> you know, like some kind of incentive, some kind of like a grade or something like that. But but it'll be so, you know, you, your goal is to make it so easy that they're like, you know, that their impression of it is like, what, you know, I'm getting a grade just for doing this. This is really easy. You know, like like you want to tap into that mentality that that, you know, they feel like it's too easy, you know. But what this will do, if, if you can implement it, and I can give you further you know, like advice about like the practical implementation of it, what this will do is it will relieve that pressure that you have at the beginning of every class period. And maybe you'll have five minutes of order at the beginning of every class period. Maybe everything will fall apart after that. Okay, but this is a victory, right? It's like those five minutes of, of order. Um, and it also could potentially start building the, the relationship um, because uh, those, you know, like not all of the students, you know, want chaos, right? And the ones who are trying to do it, they don't even really like want it, you know, in some kind of deep sense or something. They're just, you know, whatever, like acting out. So if you can establish even just some small pockets of order that are easy, right? Like it's not stressful, it's not challenging for them, you know, and all that, then that's a really positive, you know, thing to do. But so the reason I'm saying, like, don't worry about the rest of it is because then, <clears throat> let's say after that first five minutes, you know, everyone writes quietly, you know, and and let's say you even establish this to the point where, like, every day at the beginning of the class, this happens successfully. Then I would say, don't worry too much about everything else after that, you know, like, uh, uh, savor this, <laughs> you know, like this first five minutes of order. And then you can start building on it, you know, like you can see, okay what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do, what's working, what's not working, and just very, in a, in a very, like, simple way, you know, start building on that. Um, yeah, so it's just, you know, what does that, does that sound like something that, you know, you think might work, or? Uh, it's something I'm willing to try. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am dealing with students for whom... Um, the the punishment of failure is not incentive, and the punishment of like suspension is not incentive. Right. Yeah. So um, the yeah. So I think it's important to to realize that Jonathan's not. Uh, I I think I I'm guessing that you would say you're not actually putting failure on the table. What you're doing is you're you're incentivizing success. Like that's the only side of this that you focus on. You just what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is you <clears throat> you have to give them a reason to do it. Right. Right. Yeah, um, but, and but not. Like, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't hold the stick over them. I would just. Yeah, it's be very. Kind of, yeah, be very yeah. careful. Be very careful with yeah. the stick for sure. But like, um, but at least it's it puts you, you in a situation where you know, like, let's say, um, you you know, okay, like here's this is what I mean by you need to gather information and insight. Like, like if you 
try something like this, <clears throat> then you'll see who's going to do it and who's not going to do it. Okay, this is really valuable information for you to have, right? Who's willing to go along and who's not? And then the ones who are willing to go along, you see, this is, you know, okay, good. You know, they're responding, you know, reasonably to this. And that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect or they're always going to do it or anything like that. But it's an important thing to know. Um, because you have to start, you know, being able to see the students more precisely, you know, like their, their characteristics and, and, and their behavior. And you know that like the ones who, now even the ones who refuse to do this, right, they refuse to cooperate to this point, those can probably be further divided into those who are just following what others are doing and those who are leading it, mm -hmm. you, you know? And that's also very important to, to figure out. Um, because, yeah, like a, another thing, you know, is this, the group dynamics in a class, um, in any class, but especially in a class like this, are some of the most, you know, valuable information, you know, and insight that you can you can gather, is to see, um, you know, who's causing it, basically, you know, who's who's causing the the disorder and the chaos, and it might be more than one, and and all, and then, but then your approach to each one of those students might be different depending on what you what insights you gain about each of those students. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I'm saying, like, you know, this is not going to be some kind of magic uh, solution, but it's um, and, and, you know, and this is just an example also. So like if it doesn't if it's not appropriate or it doesn't match, you know, your situation or something, but but something like that, where like you can start to distinguish between the students who are, you know, at a minimum level willing to to go along with what you're asking them to do. And, and like find some way for them to actually do that, you know, and those who are just not, you know, and then right. figuring out what to do with them. Right. Like how, John, to, how to address that. John, how uh, how much do they enforce uh, students being in class on time? Uh, the teachers are expected to um, do that themselves. OK, so they don't have people walking around the parking lot. Uh, oh, they they do. Uh, okay. They do have them. But there's not really. There's not enough people and, and mechanisms in place to do anything other than make sure a student isn't in this place right now. Okay, so what's the uh, uh, what's the time between periods? Uh, three minutes. Th three, three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's correct. Okay, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, man, they 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 live in a in a state of like. They really didn't want to. They they said fifty seven minutes, and they were like, "All right, that means a three minute passing period, so we don't have to math anymore." Um, yeah, I know exactly why it's three minutes. Well, right? somehow it somehow it's still I, there must be something different there because at some point in the day it does actually fall apart because it starts at <laughs> it like the day starts at seven thirty. The first class starts at seven thirty, but. The my advisory period starts at twelve twenty one. Okay, so so you haven't figured out where it falls apart, but you're <laughs> yeah. But that's not it's not like an even division there. So okay. at some point that that doesn't correct. It's got to be lunch. Always it's always minutes. lunch. Lunch always ruins lunch. Lunch doesn't happen till after that. Oh my gosh! Before. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, this is all beside the point. That's just kind of amusing to me. Sure. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think like what John is get John's giving like super practical advice. So I was giving John some advice yesterday, and uh, 
and it was definitely along the lines of building relationships, but it wasn't as specific as the ritual, which John and I did work on, uh, which is not like, you know, it's not super groundbreaking, but like the really important part of it is, is setting a tone and getting them out of like, um, you know, getting them to shift their mindset, which. And not you know, expect, that, not demanding too much from them. That's a really key part of it. Is, yeah, is, is yeah, like just you yeah, get results like, without much, without demanding that much. Yeah, you're trying to set up a. I I would say you're trying to set up a scene that they don't realize is comfortable, but if they do it enough, they'll realize oh, it's you know this is a comfortable place to go. Um, that's that's a huge like task from where you are, if that's possible, to. Um, yeah, I, to that idea. Think. Of just like a student being comfortable in like being in my class and not being disrupt, not doing finding that comfort through like total disengagement. That idea is basically alien at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. Um, but but until they get comfortable, uh, and so I, yeah, I, I'm not objecting really to. Jonathan's advice, because I think it, it's nice to have something really practical instead of just something vague, which is what I was sort of giving you yesterday. But uh, but I do think um, like comfort is, or not maybe not comfort, but like knowing what to expect is probably the first step to like them being able to to build a relationship. Um, and and like John says, like like uh, this could not work at all, and really all you're doing is gathering that information. Yeah, I I like this idea. I like this idea quite a bit. This is not like I, I'm thinking of what uh, what next week is going to look like. This is probably not something I, I. It might be something I introduce to them next week, but. Like, this is not what we're doing on Monday morning, right? Monday morning is yeah. going to be basically, um, I, it, it's sort of what we talked about yesterday, Sean, which is a, a sort of non-class class where uh, we sit down and just, like, open up a discussion of, like, why, you know, why yeah, so are you... Um, like, what is it about your, your previous teachers that you didn't like? What, what kind of do you, do you want this class to be? Yeah. I mean, the advice I gave was very much to, to look, look at the reality of the situation and try to understand where are the students? What, what do they expect? Um, do they expect anything from you? Uh, is that something that you can provide? And if you can open the door to saying like, okay, this is why I'm here, right? And uh, I, I just think, I think but curriculum, if, yeah. <clears throat> curriculum can get so in the way of that because you feel like you're, you know, I mean, uh, the the thing about, uh, the thing about John's advice is it, it gives, or Jonathan's advice is it gives you uh, a little more clarity about who you might need to focus more on. Uh, but you might already have that from the first week. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I think if you, if you can pull off a class discussion, like what I was talking about yesterday, or if you think it's like worth a shot, or if you feel like that's where like 
things need to go, I would absolutely trust your instinct on that. Um, like you, you can get all sorts of advice from old teachers, but like you should follow like what you think is, uh, is needed for yourself and then, you know, see how that, uh, see how that can, uh, uh, sync up with what the students need. Yeah. What I, what I would say about that <clears throat> is of course, you know, like it would be, it'll be great if, if it can happen, you know, like if, if you can get them to, um, be sincere, you know, and, and take those questions seriously and, and actually, and if it's an environment, um, where people, you know, where the students feel safe amongst themselves to respond, you know, sincerely to the to that kind of uh topic um but like if it it might fail that's the you know that's the other right. thing is is like right. they they might just you know turn it into a you know a joke and and not all of them see that's the thing that's the other thing is that that that's what i mean by the the group dynamics is is like uh, right now like who's you know setting the tone in the class it's probably you know the the ones who um, who you least want to set the tone, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to probably, you can bet, continue to set the tone. Uh, unless you, you can alter that dynamic somehow. And um, like another way you can think of it is, is that there's some percentage of, your, of the students in your class who, who would be willing to, you know, who probably want things to change, right? Like, like they want a more organized class. They want it to, to. They don't want these those other their classmates to be in charge, right? Um, but they there's no way they don't have any uh, power to uh, to say that or to express that or to even you know uh, necessarily uh, act that way. And so um, yeah, like I I really look at this. I think more like. Unfortunately, like you're, you know, it's a kind of a political situation, mm-hmm. you know, where um, like your job is to kind of, you know, like go in and undermine the current power, you know, <laughs> undermine the current power structure that's in place. And you have certain, you know, you have certain tools uh, that you can use rhetorical and and, you know, you have certain things that you can lean on for that. Um, and try to lift up the the ones who will cooperate with you the more let's say positively inclined students and remove influence from the ones who are you know uh, having a negative influence not in a in a like an oppressive way or something like that but in a you know just a like very real way so like that's the way I look at it you know and, and so a group discussion at this point, is going to be vulnerable to those who are, you know, the main influences of of the class. Mm-hmm. It's going to be extremely vulnerable to that because what you're asking is for like a like a sort of sincere engagement, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is something that I have been trying to think about like practical implementations of because I do I agree with you obviously that I I think that if I just open the class with okay let's talk that's me immediately sacrificing control of that class um for the day just absolutely um so i've been thinking about ways that i would 
wants to implement this um, and just trying to find ways that I mean, the the ideal would be for me to have like this conversation with individual students, yeah. but that's just not something that can practically happen in this class. It's just not something that's going to be able to be successful because, I mean, these students, for their own safety, do need at least one adult in the room actively paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Um, and um, and like actively trying to keep them if not on task, then at least not destructive. Because yeah. like, even if I'm just sitting at a desk and talking to a, a student or a couple of students at a time, I can't expect the rest of those classes to be... Uh, I mean, they will not be on any form of task at that point. But I, be, I can't will they be up? Them. Will they be up and like moving around? I mean, yeah, will I they even sit even, stay in their desks? Or, or No, many, yeah. many won't. Uh, I can't even expect them to be safe during yeah. that time. Right. Um, yeah. The, so, the, I mean, when so I don't think do, that's an environment. If you try to get to that, yeah. if you try to get to that point, I think that's when the other adult can be helpful. It's like, you know, because I do think that's going to be an important process at some point, and mm-hmm. you know, preferably not too far in the future. Because I, I'm with Jonathan that the class dynamics are super important to get a handle on. Uh, I just would add that, like, you will you will be able to do that so much faster once you start to know a few of these students, like, individually. And so when you have that ESE teacher in there, I wonder if, like, there's not – or if there's a way to sort of, like, ensure that he's there all day or know what his schedule is so that you can schedule time for them to come up to your desk to talk while everyone else is doing a task. Um they're going to be really uncomfortable. Hey, I don't like, I don't know, but it might be the difference in our, you know, like personalities between me and uh, it, Sean. There, there's, I, I think we're, I think we need to point that out. We are very different teachers. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not the same. Uh, see, because what I would tell you, John, the advice I would give you for, you know, developing those individual relationships is, is like I said, like standing at the door, you know, and as they come in, you, you don't, you know, stand in the doorway. They can't get in except unless, you know, you move out of the way, right? Right. And you you greet them. <laughs> you know, you say like, "How's it going?" And this is hard for me because I'm not an outgoing person. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I would rather just you know avoid small talk and all that stuff. But but it's something I started doing, and it had a really like huge effect, um, a really positive effect. Uh, because look, the students aren't going to be ready to like you know for you to get to know them really well. You know, and and like. You know, it's it, this like you know. No. This is you're at a, like the, the you know you're looking I'm, for I'm something. I'm not talking so, about them yeah. spilling their soul. I, <laughs> I'm talking about them just having a chance to, because the 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 dynamic as it is set up in any classroom is a dehumanizing one, and and the, right. the thing the thing to yeah. overcome re- really quickly is humanizing each other, which doesn't require a heart-to-heart. It just requires uh, them to see you as a person. So I, I think what I think our, I mean, we might be disputing like over something that's silly because that's what you're trying to do by standing in the doorway. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that advice. Yeah, I yeah. just think that, you know, the way I approach students always <laughs> has been like one-on-one. Uh, 
like no this pretty, is yeah 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 right pretty focused this is one-on-one right but this way this way what i'm saying is that you'll you'll yeah, and we're not, you know, there's no need to argue over this. So, like, John, whatever yeah, matches, yes, or, you know, whatever you, yeah, like, whatever makes more sense to you or matches your situation best, obviously, that's, you know, the best thing to go with. But just, like, in, in terms of considering that, like, like uh, what I like about what I'm suggesting <laughs> is is that it, it, it... I'm not going to argue with you, but here's yeah. my argument. <laughs> yes, it forces, you know, in a non-threatening way, uh, like direct individual one-on-one interaction with every single student before they come into the classroom you know and then but what i'm saying is like at that then you don't have to worry about that anymore that's done and it will have its Mm -hmm. effect it will do it'll work its magic to a certain extent okay which be very you know have very low expectations (laughs) about what that effect is but it just just know that it's an important component Mm -hmm. you know whether you see the results or not um and so that's that's why i'm you know suggesting that is because it's just easy it's really easy. It's uh, uh, because, but like if they come in and then you're like, you know, mill- you know, kind of mingling and like, hey, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, then now you're competing with with the rest of what's going on in the classroom, right? And there's certain students who are not even gonna like positively engage with you in that setting, like in the classroom setting. But you you'll be surprised at at some of those who maybe in class once they get into class and you know that atmosphere. Uh, begins that environment like if you had talked to them before they came into class you might just see a slightly different version of them you know Um, so that's yeah that's those are the advantages of that is it happens outside of the classroom Um, it happens you know one-on-one and it guarantees except for ones who come late obviously there's nothing you can do about that Um, unless you decide like if someone comes in late you say wait I have to greet you before you come in and you, but that depends on That's a lot of this depends happen. on like how are they, they're going to, if they're going to respond to you or not, are they going to say, you know, mm-hmm. F you, I'm not, you know, yeah, I think whatever. part of, yeah. Part of the challenge you're going to have with these three minute passing periods <clears> is that like the ones, you know, you get things under, you know, an order and then someone comes in late, that's going to be tricky. But I mean, I think both of us need to recognize like Jonathan, you've always been, whether or not you you didn't start maybe day one doing this, but you started day one uh, at, at Bell uh, working uh, working for order, like a clear sense of order, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah, order is really important to me. Yeah. You're super practiced at it, and and I've uh, like I I you know I like order. I don't <laughs> I don't dislike <laughs> order, but it's never been the thing that like is the number one. Like you, like I think for your, for your self to proceed, like you have to have that sense of order. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me to proceed, I have to have the sense of like, we see each other like, we, yeah, it's, it's just like, it's just a different like feeling that I, that I need, even though we had the same yeah. like starting, even though we had the same startup. I think that's yeah. why, the, yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, I think the difference is, is it's like we both want you know, that human uh, relationship and interaction. The difference is, is that for me, if, if it's chaos, I don't, it's not even possible to begin doing that. That's uh, maybe, maybe for you, Sean, like, it's you know, because chaos. You, I, I wouldn't even define it as chaos. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. But the, yeah, you're, you're just, your sensibility for order is, is much higher than mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think you have some tools that I don't have. Like, for example, you have a much more like magnetic personality, right? So like, 
like uh, I imagine, you know, that when you're in class, you you start talking and and you can get everyone to like, like gradually, you can become the center of attention. Without uh, a lot of without a lot of you know sort of coercion or like, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, without yeah. having to lean on too many other things. But I again, I think both of us are super practiced in, in in what we do. Yeah, we've both, I think, leaned into our strengths. Is I, maybe that's all I'm saying. Is right. That, yeah. yeah. Is that we figured out what we need and we've really like leaned into it to to try to make sure that we're comfortable with uh, how we're you know the human relationship is. But we right. are both yeah. advising that emphasize the human relationship it doesn't matter how smart these kids are according to iReady none of that matters i think we both agree that your situation calls for a complete disregard (laughs) of of all of that because these kids are in i would say an emergency situation and that classes like or like situations like this arise within a district and it doesn't become a district-wide emergency is astonishing to me. It's more of like, it's just status quo. And I, I think it's, um, it, it, you're in a really difficult spot. And so I hope we can give you just something to, to use, John. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is yeah. It is remarkable to me how many of these, uh, of the adults at this school consider this situation to be com- like not at all unusual. Like this is right. just a situation. This is something yeah. that happens. No, I right. mean, and this points to like, this is why we started doing the podcast. I think it's because like this, this situation, like, first of all, the obstacle, the hurdles you had to, to leap to become a teacher, to get this job. <laughs> right. Like, like, and, and I was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's astonishing. And then, and then you brought up John uh, on our conversation. You would think that this kind of situation would be handled by the the most <laughs> like uh, uh, veteran, you know, teachers, well seasoned in every situation. But no, no, this is this is my first teaching job. <laughs> this the is, experts in order, right? If you will. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I do. I appreciate both of uh, like your different personal, like your personalities as teachers. Obviously, Sean, I'm much, much more familiar with yours, um, given that you taught about half of my classes in high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of a lot. That, I mean, not really a joke. Um, but I, I do for this class. For the one that I am in right now, I, I really do need to establish a, at least some small sense of of order in these classes. I think. Um, John, what? Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was just going to ask, what is your personality like? Because I don't, you know, I don't know you personally. So, like, are you, you know, are you the type of like? Because if we just use my. Uh, myself and Sean as examples like Sean I've always felt he really likes talking to people you know he he's I, I think attracted to you know to relationships um and I think that's that informs a lot of you know how he approaches class as a teacher I on the other hand you know uh, what I'm an introvert you know I'm pretty reserved like I don't it's kind of unusual for me to be a teacher when you think of like a stereotypical t- kind of teacher but I'm someone who like I'm you know also like task oriented like when i know my job is to be the teacher i can like do teacher stuff you know and i can go into a teacher mode and like talk to students you know in that way 
Whereas if I'm just being myself, then I wouldn't be, you know, interacting like that. Um, and so, like, that can also, to a, you know, probably to a large degree, it's important to know your, know thyself, <laughs> you yeah. know, which is like, yeah, so just from, you know, I'm just curious, like, w- how would you assess your personality when it comes to uh, interacting with large groups of people, you know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things? Uh, I'd say I probably, uh, on that spectrum, land closer to Sean, not a lot closer, yeah. um, with a, um, with, with, as far as my personality goes, with a uh, a stronger lean in and focus on like storytelling from a like performance perspective. Yeah. Um. And this is this is something that you you had mentioned yesterday, Sean. Is that there are those kinds of teachers that are putting on a show, so to speak. Uh. And I I found myself really fixated on that idea because I am somebody who describes myself as obsessed with storytelling um Mm -hmm. and uh i the reason that i chose english the reason that i latched on to english myself and and the reason that i feel or i should probably say felt at this point that i had some aptitude for teaching english was because i i had just like this this built-in desire to both be a storyteller and to teach and inspire storytelling. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's, I guess if you're looking like that's the, the abs, the abstract sort of sure. airy way that I might describe my personality No, uh, yeah, as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, I do enjoy have, I, I shouldn't talk as if I do. I feel like I would enjoy having those like, relationships and trust with those students uh of course i myself was very influenced by the strong relationships i had with uh some of my teachers who will go unnamed um but the uh the that is something that i think is something i would like to have eventually but that's that's not that's not something that i'm i'm targeting for right now my target for i'll tell you what i told sean and that's that i i I felt like at the end of my day yesterday, and this started with a message on me asking Sean how much paperwork he did for the school district on on a weekly basis. Um, But at the end of this week, uh, it was, you know, among the most demotivating and deflating, like, four days that I've had in memory. Um, But I'm going to go back on Monday, and my goal is just at the end of next week to feel measurably less nihilistic than I do right now. (laughs) Right. That's my goal. That's my, that is, if I can do that, then I will continue to go back. (laughs) Right. Because, um, because yeah, I, I, um, if this, I recognize that it's going to be hard for a long time and I am willing to do hard work and to be on some levels kind of upset with the way that things are for some time. Yeah. But this like sustained uh, level of just total ambivalence towards everything as a result of my experience is just not something that I can live with right. and exists yeah. in myself continuously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say for sure then, you know, like the finding 
some positive interaction with the students is going to be key to that <clears throat> because you can't keep going day after day and interact with with a group of people who are hostile to you and you know yeah. they seem to hate yeah. you and, and, and resent your you know what you say and resent you know your presence and you know and i totally recognize that that is it's not their students it's not the students' fault that right. there are that way to some extent obviously there is some decisions being made but it's not really their fault that they're thinking that line and that all of that disdain isn't really directed at me well yeah. i mean it's directed at me but it's not meant it's for not personal me. yeah no and i recognize that and right. i'm able to like observe that and understand that from the outside and like looking in but in yeah. the moment it does feel like yeah i'm fighting a war in that class just to like get out the other side right yeah which is uh um, yeah. which is not something that i think a, any person in that room wants to be true right yeah well yeah, yeah and it can and that, be it can like, be very personal yeah i could tell you some stories but you know like if we need to hear some <laughs> yeah i no, mean right. yeah, go ahead <laughs> i mean it's a, it's interesting that you say that that you don't think anyone in that room wants that to be true and so at least you have that sense about what you know about who they are right because really you know you encounter people in life, some people who it just does seem that like, you know, war is their default mode. And like, that's what. Yeah, I, I said that. I said that really quickly. I, I shouldn't. There definitely are people that are in there. Like, you know, young people tend to be um, more inclined towards like agency to chaos. There definitely are those people that have that like desire. And those are some of those what you were talking about, Jonathan, were the. Um, like the people who are the the leaders of that disruption, yeah. Um, the, those people, those those students, and each class has has a handful of them, right? right. Um, that probably are, you know, I I inclined towards um, keeping the the classroom feeling hostile towards me, right? But right. I should say that I think that there are a majority, a. a good size majority of students in there that don't want that are at least don't care about the hostility right like right. they're just doing it because there are other people right. that are provoking it not necessarily that they want to fight against it because i think at best i have a single student that pushes back against hostility in yeah. class yeah. i think i have one right. um but like there's there's a lot of students that wouldn't go out of their way to engage in that. And, and then it's just a spectrum of how quickly they'll latch onto it if someone else does. Yeah. I, yeah. That I, just what you said helped me. Wait, I just I just formulated my advice in, in a okay. general enough a way where, you know, you can, uh, you know, hopefully you'd be able to apply it. However, you know, fits your situation, which is this is that <clears throat> um until you, you know, okay, first of all, you have to, you know, if there's anyone you need to, you know, affect most directly, like, like, you know, your plan needs to, you know, the objective of whatever plan you have should be to reduce the influence of those, you know, the um, hostile students, okay, like the ones who really are working for that, reduce their influence, however, right, but you have to do it in a way that the rest of the students perceive as being fair, as being reasonable, you know, the so 
the the way the rest of the students perceive what you're doing is as important as as the result that you get by doing it because there's like really aggressive ways to try to deal with those students um but they you know obviously can can backfire and and even worse like if if the other students perceive them as as like overreactions which is a huge this is probably one of the biggest mistakes teachers make is overreacting right and um because then you can lose those other silent students who don't really, you know, they're not pro-hostility or anything like that. They, they'll be just as willing to accept, you know, a peaceful, order, orderly classroom as they will, you know, the one that's chaotic and, you know, or whatever. Like, um, so anyway, that's the thing is, is you have to reduce the influence of the chaos agents and uh, do it in a way that the other students perceive as being fair and reasonable. Well, and... I I think the the chaos students it's probably like I'm guessing it's like very small you know it might be one or two in a class who are actually I know I, I I'm not saying yeah I mean I could be wrong right this is why but, you have to figure out who the chaos leaders yeah, are and you, who the chaos yeah, followers this is, are this, yeah. this is yeah but what but the safest way to be in that class is to be that and so if the alternative safe route appears that's not necessarily competing with that but is just like an alternative safe way of being in that class then you'll start to see who's really the the agents of chaos Um, and another important thing about that is the the ones who are just following the agents of chaos and they may even appear to be more yeah hostile than the than the leaders themselves that's there's there's a difference in like yeah the appearance in reality now the thing is, you you can find like I've found that so, that sometimes those students, the followers, can become, you know, very docile, you know, and and can com, you know compliant and and go along with what you you know very cooperative. If you know, like, so don't like let's say you have ten, you know, whatever, uh, uh, ten students in a class of twenty five or whatever who are like really acting up, right? Uh, it may be that that seven of those are you know would be surprisingly um um cooperative if it weren't for the if it weren't for the influence of of those you know other three or something like that yeah we um, had an episode john called our worst students which yeah. uh i don't i don't know if it's worth a listen <laughs> but <laughs> but where we examine like our t- like the the students who really stuck with us uh, and it really created a lot of like uh, challenges for us. And like, uh, yeah, it's like um, it, it's it's never the ones who are just like loud. <laughs> there's like there's like a lot going on, uh, you know, a lot to unpack. And 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 students who are are like active chaos like agents. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, you're in a different. I've got just as many, yeah. cr- like quiet chaos characters as I do <laughs> loud ones. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's where they, that's where it might that that might be where the source is. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, the loud people are extroverts, right? Right. So, like, if you have, uh, you know, a, a way of being in that class where the extroverts can feel good about, you know, just like interacting with each other, they might be less chaotic. Uh, It's not easy to pull off, but it's just, you know, meeting that need. 
of uh, uh, but that's like yeah I mean yeah I, I'm being vague I think we need to go with John's like super practical advice I I so I do appreciate that but yes I I am looking uh, and if this obviously if this doesn't fit the the podcast format then we can we can save this I don't want to <laughs> disrupt your your triage podcast too much <laughs> but um, like any like practical implementation is i'm gonna find intensely useful just because i have you know zero experience at this point yeah yeah well the the big thing i think that that jonathan says sorry i keep going back between john and jonathan uh but (laughs) the big thing that jonathan my co-host says that i think is important (laughs) is get your expect like get get the thing that you're expecting to get done very low like there's there's this Mm -hmm. i mean we complained about this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Jonathan and I complained about this before. Nothing changed. This this tendency to just like slap high expectations on everything and expect that to be the the solve. Uh, no, I mean make the expectations something attainable so that you can actually feel like you've got somewhere. And so make yourself a like he's. I think what he's talking about like a five minute, like five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. see if you can pull off five minutes in class uh, and uh, of, of how you want class to be. Yeah. And, uh, and so in, in which case, like if you like the idea of the ritual, I'm sure we can send you a lot of prompts and like little pieces of music that we've played over the years. Uh, you know, like I was also thinking, Jonathan, the system could be really useful for John because of how varied his... Uh, his students are across the the you know their their skill sets are, are so so wide ranging. Um, the system, yeah, but not right now. I mean, but not not right now. Not right now. Yeah. The system is 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 more curriculum based. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when, when, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> when you when you get to that you wouldn't recommend it. Not the way you uh, yeah, not, yeah. not not yeah not 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 the way you and I like started. It, but the yeah. way, but just, the just idea, from the just from the, the standpoint concept, of yeah. yeah, just from the standpoint of dealing with that like range of like student skill right. uh, skill yeah. sets. Yeah. Um, Do you hear that, listeners? That means there's going to be a sequel to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say anytime you want to come on, uh, John, you know, you'd be glad to. It'll it'll mix things up a bit, you know, freshen up the the conversations to have yeah know, another perspective because yeah, Sean and I are just too convinced of our you know of our, and of, that we're right <laughs> yeah well and, and this this episode has sort of really you know given that light to the ways that we're different so that's good it is it is remarkable in the way that you guys are able to both like respectfully acknowledge that the other is right and then spend like the next 90 <laughs> seconds like thoughtfully and carefully dismantling the other's arguments it's truly it, it is it's it's wonderful to see um all right yeah <laughs> we're, we're obviously both right uh <laughs> both both john both, yeah both, both classrooms existed in the same school at, at one point in time so okay <laughs> so john just the last way to conceptualize this that i would like you know like to advise you is is to take the stress off mostly like I think if you can you know think of it this way is that like you know think of yourself as like a a, an experimenter you know like a scientist 
<clears throat> and when you go into the classroom, it's just like a laboratory, right? So just try some things and then you see what happens. Like, don't go in thinking of it as like success or failure, but just gathering, you know, information. <clears throat> Sorry, I would say data, but that's, you know, been that term has been too abused. And try to gain insight. Um, and that's it. You know, and now, of course, that's way easier said than done. But try to disconnect, yeah, like any sense of your own success or failure or, you know, like thinking of this as like, you know, um, you made a bad choice or not or, you know, like those kinds of things. Because really, it, that's those are impossible issues to resolve or think about or anything right now. Like right now, it's really just a matter of survival as, you know, <laughs> as sad as that may sound. But but really it is. And, and but you can learn so much like from this ex- experience is if you systematically, you know, try to do some things, like I said, some very modest things, see what happens and learn from learn from what happens, you know, gain some insight from it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I, I am starving for, for insight on this student body at this point. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, insight that's yeah. not just in a deluge of, of online charts and numbers. Yeah, and I think right. John, Acronyms. Yeah, John, John's really good. At, like, he, he's right to focus on your, I'm sorry, Jonathan's really right. You focus on your mental state of, like, removing the stress. Like, you're, you're it's hard, obviously, when you're in it, but to the extent that you can, like, yeah, take the take the pressure off. I mean, like, this is uh, set set small goals and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the goal is like, and the reason I, I think the reason this can become something that's you can stick with is I think your ultimate goal is is to build a relationship, you know, with students who right. possibly could really benefit from having uh, someone like you in their lives. Uh, and not not to overstate it, just like just a little, you know, you you know, you're just giving them something possibly. And right. It might just be a sense however of minor it, that might however, be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just like each, you know, them getting a sense of their own dignity would be like something for for I mean, for so many kids like <laughs> that would be like nice for them to have. It's like, oh, I, I have dignity like this person sees me as a, you know, a person worthy of like interacting with and uh and of having an existence like you know that's that's where you're starting from <laughs> like that's right that's where they are uh and they've been this is something you know. yeah this is something that we talked about uh a little bit yesterday is, is that these because of all of these administrators uh who are so just out of touch with the way that these students are and all the teachers that are in full-throated denial of the impossibility of the situation and just, you know, rigorously stick to the curriculum above all else, uh, including, you know, learning of the curriculum. Um, You get a bunch of students that do feel like very dehumanized, that they're not being treated as young people, but as these little sources of mayhem. And we, um, and I think that that's like one of my, number one priorities will be to try to as respectfully acknowledge that truth uh and admitting to to my own um like adherence to that truth at first in 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 lieu of any other 
uh, type and to just try and, and humanize myself and them in all of our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, and you're, you know, being also, uh, we're as teachers, we're dehumanized. Everyone in the whole system is, is being dehumanized. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, um, we have to start with ourselves and treat ourselves as humans and then we can treat, you know, the students as humans. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should wrap it up there and then, uh, you know, not to save any secret teacher tips for, <laughs> for not the <laughs> podcast, but it it really is something that's like uh, it's going to be so dependent on the class, and like all we can really do is throw throw ideas at the wall, and you got to decide what what's going to work for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it would be great. You know, however the path goes for you, John, it'd be great to get an update. Uh, sometime and um, I will I will absolutely keep you guys apprised of this situation um, if that it, it sounds like that's something you guys want I'm more than happy to yeah. to keep you apprised to, to tell you how it's how it's going and, and do another uh, I'll, I'll give you like a like status updates on <laughs> uh, you know how, how much I, I wanted to punt an 8th grader through the window every day <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we've all been there. So, uh, and if you haven't been there, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> that it seems like the target audience is those people who have experienced that very specific, very real. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and who realize that, you know, things need to change. Uh, yeah. so, okay. All right. Well, uh, Thank you, John, for your time and your story, uh, and good luck. Of course. Thanks. thanks for having me. And uh, Jonathan, as always, thank you for uh, co-hosting and providing my perspective with a lot of grounding. And uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. also, thank you, thanks, thank you to our friend Matt, who uh, we had to uh, postpone our Don Quixote book club in order to do this uh, recording, this emergency episode. So I want to. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that until just now. Yeah. I feel bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. Matt. Yes, that's what you need, John. Is a little more guilt going into, into the week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Let me. Um, let's just add that to the list. Yeah. All right, and thank you, listeners, for this uh, for listening to this episode.